Saddle up, gang. Rise and shine. It's a beautiful day. Shake out the bedhead. Get out off the couch. Get out of the bed. Pull back the sheets. Let's rock and roll. Let's get her done today. Here we go. Let her roll, Bree. My favorite part's coming up. There it is. I'm happy and I'm free. At Rosie on the house. We hear so much throughout the week of folks that want to know who this song is. <laughs> the Marshall Tupper Band. We have about 12 hours of information to pack into the next four hours. So as you climb out of bed, shake off the bed head, comb your hair, brush your teeth, find your favorite chair in the house, and fasten your seatbelt. Oh, oh, oh. And I ran into a listener this week that pointed to his wife and says, she always wants me to turn it to music. So I'm going to start the show right now. Charlie, don't touch the dial. That's her name, Charlie. Charlie, don't (laughs) touch the dial. All right? So we're here at Rosie on the House this morning. And, of course, in the 7 o'clock hour, we get to talk about anything we want to talk about. 8 o'clock hour, we've got John Eisenhower coming in here, certified arborist. We'll be talking everything having to do with trees. Nine o'clock hour is the open hour where any project you've got you're trying to get done in and about around your house, home, castle, or cabin, you can call us and we'll put our 50 years of building and remodeling experience to work for you with tricks, tips, and tools to help you get the job done quicker. 10 o'clock, we go into something very, very specific and we're going to go back into the celebrated, the great outdoor environment of Arizona in January. We're going to go back to outdoor living with Bellegarde Pavers, and the project you can tackle yourself will be our major focus today. So stay tuned for all of that. Now, I've got something. I want to tell you all a secret about my wife, sweet Jennifer, who's here in studio, my son Romy, co-producer of the show, co-host of the show. Bree is our technical driver this morning. Gary D. is on a little getaway vacation to uh, Napa Valley. And uh, But my wife, folks, you may not know this. We call her Sweet Jennifer, as you know. But in one area of her life, she is a supreme snob. Me? Snob. Horses? Of, of, no. of, of, of galactical proportions. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Barbecue. Barbecue. She is the barbecue snob queen of all of Arizona. And we, we travel a fair amount. I mean, just... Just recently, we've been to Denver, Austin, Minneapolis. We're going to Washington, D.C., Seattle, Portland. and I'm always willing to try barbecue anywhere I go. Yes. But I'm usually not very happy. You're usually not very happy. And we never, ever go to national branded restaurants. We find the locally owned joint. No chilies or TGI Fridays. Well, I wasn't going oh. to bash anybody. Well, I don't, I'm not bashing them. I'm just saying <laughs> those are big chains and we're not doing it. So we look for the little, you know, little, uh, Locally little owned, yeah. absolutely. And uh, so recently we were in Flagstaff and having our good friend Roger Naylor write the book Boots and Burgers or Burgers and Boots. I'm not sure which order it's in. 
We have to hike first. It must be Boots and Burgers. Tipped us off to a little restaurant in Flagstaff called Satchmo's. And in all of our traveling, we never, ever, ever, we've been married 40 years, we've never gone to the same restaurant twice in a row. Well, we don't do that at home either. This we don't is do not that something home. we do. So we go to Satchmo's, and it's Cajun food and barbecue. And we've brought the owner of Satchmo's in, the founder, the head chef, Mr. Jamie Thousand, is joining us by phone this morning. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. You bet. So we get to Satchmo's, and we're looking at the menu, and the menu looks pretty interesting. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try that jambalaya. I'm going to try that dirty rice. You don't see dirty rice on very many menus. Jennifer goes straight to the pulled pork sandwich. That's her. With slaw that, on that, the sandwich. That's the acid test. And, like, she just melts in her seat. And then we go through the course of the next day, and we're getting, well, what do you want to do for dinner? And she says, well, you can do anything you want for dinner, but if you're not taking any Satchmo's, you're eating by yourself because I will call Uber and go back to Satchmo's. Jamie, congratulations. You are the first restauranteur to get my wife back two nights in a row. Well, thank you so much, and, and that, that's a huge, huge honor. And, Jennifer, thank you so much for, uh, for letting us know that. That means, that means a lot to us. Well, it means a lot to me. <laughs> And, and right here on the right here on your website, it says y'all been named the best barbecue restaurant in all of Arizona by Southern Living Magazine. Now, Southern Living Magazine knows something about barbecue. They do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we got uh, you know we got that we got that uh, that name in their in their magazine, and obviously it was a huge honor. Um, they they called us out on the uh, barbecue bucket list, I believe, and even mentioned. Uh, I believe something that you had when you were at the restaurant, which was our blackened catfish. Yes. So, yeah. So get, give us the backstory on Satchmo's. Backstory on Satchmo's. You know, I probably say that it all it, it started back when I was a kid. Uh, grew up in a rural town on the Mississippi River, and everything from wild game to fish uh, to the other part of my life, which was being part of a large Italian family out of St. Louis. Um, you know, food just goes back as far as I could remember. Uh, it was always about good times, good people, and and things just tasting good, keeping I, things simple and, and tasting good. I think so, you uh, already it answered it, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, if I heard right, I heard St. Louis in there, but I was going to ask, Mississippi River is a pretty long river. Can you narrow that down <laughs> a little for yeah. us? Uh, uh, north of a little town called Canton, Missouri, and uh, I grew up north of Hannibal, Missouri, which you, which you might uh, know oh. as Tom uh, Tom Sawyer Huck's Inn. Country. Yes. So, yeah, so little town right there on the on the river. I think I had uh, 2,300 people in my hometown. Okay. And uh, you know, I I think back to I think back to cookouts as a kid. Uh, my best friend's dad having uh, walking up to their house, and he had a menu on the front door. You know, and it had everything from, I can't believe I, never thought I'm not that. kidding, possum to squirrel to venison right. um, um, on there. And, and, of course, you know, uh, being boys, being country boys, everybody had a grill. Everybody. You grill, you weren't doing it right. So that, that's really where a lot of it started from. So how does a kid from Missouri end up in Flagstaff, Arizona? <laughs> a short stint in, uh, I was down in Phoenix for about uh, three to four years. I was a home appraiser. And um, wanted to get up to the mountains, and always had been my my dream to be in a uh, a mountain town with uh, a little you know a little slope so I could get up on the on the hills when it snowed, and uh, just kind of made my way up here. And 
in the in the back time of uh, of doing home appraisals, I was doing some catering, and I would take it over to my clients and say, "Hey, you want to do client appreciation party? Let me do this." Which which really seemed like a great idea to stay up all night long, mm-hmm. cook and barbecue, <laughs> and then you're in a room with 30 people you don't know, and they want you to talk about home appraisals. And I said. Can I just talk about barbecue? That's all I know right now for the last 14 hours. So um, that's really kind of where it got to start. We had a, uh, you might have saw when you came into the restaurant, we had some pictures on the wall that shows the old, uh, I want to say we were about 265 square foot building that I worked out of. And uh, smoker now, now in folks, front, smoker folks, in back, and a tiny for, room inside. For a frame so of reference, the that's about a one bay garage. That's about half of <laughs> that's half of a two car garage. So <laughs> you're starting there. It's two employees, and it's just drive up, right? That's it. Just drive up. Now, and how, that's where I met Roger Naylor. In fact, when when was that? When did you open? Oh nine. We, we opened okay. in two thousand nine. And funny story is we opened. We opened, uh, we kind of did a little bit of a soft opening, and then we hit the ground running on Super Bowl Sunday, 2009, and um, the newspaper had come in, said, hey, we're gonna, we might do a story on you, we'll let you know. Well, you know, everybody's busy, they may have let me know, I probably missed it. Super Bowl Sunday, somebody walks up an hour before we open with the newspaper smashed against the window saying, great article. I had never felt so much terror in my life. (laughs) Um, We're already almost sold out of the 40 racks of ribs that we've got. And, uh, yeah, we started Super Bowl Sunday. I say I had to do the walk of shame about two hours after we opened. I went out, and I I was taking people's names and numbers, and somebody looks at me and goes, why are you taking our names and numbers? Are you out of food? And I paused, and I said, yes, I am. Coolest feeling ever. The entire crowd of probably 40 people started cheering and clapping. Um... And, and then I didn't have to give any free food away. Even better. <laughs> hey, that's even better. That uh, free food's hard at a new restaurant. That's for sure. Oh, Just getting started, much. right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All homegrown recipes from the family and friends. You got it. You got it. They start. You know, they started in the house to this day. To this day, uh, we'll be at home testing recipes and and uh, or be at a restaurant and 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 the wife looks over and goes. Can you just eat and enjoy the food and not analyze everything? And I said, no, no. I really can't. <laughs> and and the and the facility has grown. We're not just drive through anymore. You've got seating for how many and a little outdoor patio as well. Yeah, yeah, we seat about thirty five inside. We've got an outside patio that uh, a little more than doubles doubles our size. And uh, we've actually even got just about a block and a half away. We've opened it. We've got a little event space called uh, Rue 66 that just so happens to be on Route 66. Got it. And we do little pop-up dinners. In fact, for Mardi Gras, we do a, uh, we bring uh, a local band, the Mother Road Trio, in, and uh, we'll do a little juke joint pop-up for the night where we'll do alligator, crawfish, um, you name it. And we, and we kind of double dip. We always say we double dip it on Mardi Gras because Satchmo's is lying out the door as well. So, uh, yeah. And the, and the name. How, how did you settle on Satchmo's? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I almost want to ask you what, what one of my nighttime managers might have told you. Some days I walk in and he tells stories and I go, are you talking about me? Or did you, he goes, sorry, boss, sometimes I just ad-lib that story. It gets a little bit better when I add, <laughs> when I add a little juice to it. <laughs> so uh, the backstory is uh, I had a bit big music lover my entire life, big jazz fan. So obviously Satchmo is uh, Louis Armstrong's nickname. Absolutely. And um, my first dog, I named Satchmo. All right. So uh, trying to figure out the name of the restaurant, sitting there toiling over it and thought, hmm, 
maybe we'll just name it Satchmos. I think uh, it works. And, of course, you know, what happens when you do that? About 20 of your friends text you and go, did you really just name your restaurant after your dog? There you go. Um, so well, well, a little mix, Louie Louis and Satchmo. We're, we're here with Jamie Thousand, owner and founder of Satchmo's Cajun and Barbecue Restaurant up in Flagstaff. We're going to take a short break here, and then we're going to come back and talk our way through some of the items on the menu. This is all a part of celebrating Flagstaff and Coconino County in the Rosie on the House Sanderson Ford Arizona Staycation. Well, we're getting our Rosie on the House show started this morning by talking to a newfound friend, restaurant owner, Jamie Thousand, who opened the Satchmo's Cajun and Barbecue in Flagstaff in 09. Jamie, let's take a couple minutes to just go through some of your menu items. I know when we first found you, we we always have like these test meals that we're going to see how good they are in these areas. Yeah, like the pulled pork, of course. It, Gen- flying colors. Jennifer, flying. always test the pulled pork and tell him how you like your sandwich fixed. Well, it has to have the slaw on the sandwich, and his did. Certainly. So that's, I mean, if you don't I, put I, your slaw on your pulled pork, you just miss the I've seen her turn sandwiches down and say this isn't prepared correctly. No, I fix it. I am not <laughs> it, that big a snob. It can't be drowned in sauce oh that drives me nuts you spend all this time preparing this wonderful piece of meat and you drown it in this sauce you can't even taste the meat no jamie's is wrong wrong no no but we we say we serve it uh we say we serve it naked and you can dress it at the table yeah he gives you some choices there are different sauces Absolutely, and, and you do. You, you put all the time into, into getting the rub just right and, and getting the smoke and the, and the cook on it just perfect, and then, uh, and then you drown it in sauce, uh, if you, it, which is great at the table if that's what you want, but we don't want to send it out that way. Well, we've got, we, we start with po' boy sandwiches. They've got an andouille po' boy. Mm. They've got a catfish, a shrimp, a smoked chicken po' boy. And uh, we, were, we were just eating, uh, Jennifer fixes us homemade biscuits and boudin that we eat every oh. Saturday morning in the studio. So we just finished that. But talk about what does your pork go through before it ends up on the bun? Well, you know, I mean, it's a traditional, straightforward uh, forward process, Rosie. Um, y- there's so many different approaches to, and, and anyone that, that cooks understands, especially when it comes to barbecue, you've got these hugely in-depth rubs and all of this stuff. And, and a lot of times people will say, well, what do you have in your rub? And I tell them, and they went, did you just give me the recipe? And I said, yeah, because it's, it's about the care to get it to that point, to get the rub on there, to get it in the smoker. So, you know, we start with the very basic ingredients of a rub. Um, pork goes on about uh, 5 a.m., we get it into the pits. We smoke it. We'll run it at uh, probably around 225, 250, depending on the day. And a lot of the times... We are adjusting different meats based on um, what wood pairs with them. N- not that we've got a gamut of, you know, 40 different types of wood, but we like to play with hickory, uh, cherry wood, you know, th- those, sort of, those sort of flavors. Oak, sometimes you'll find it in some of our barbecue. Just to kind of pair, you know, the old rule of the thumb is that, you know, poultry will absorb smoke like a sponge. Uh, and then you get to that brisket, and that old brisket takes – you need to pound it with some smoke to get some flavor in it. So that, that pulled pork goes in there. We hand shred every bit of it. Uh, you know, I was, I was listening to your other radio, radio cast, and I, I, I always grin when I hear somebody say, it was wonderful. There wasn't chunks of fat in it. 
my guys, probably the one thing we train them on the longest is how to pull pork. Because <laughs> how often do you get a pulled pork sandwich that you take a bite and you're like, oh, you know, that's probably not supposed to actually be in my mouth. Um, you know, just the chunks of stuff that come out of there. So, yeah, we, we go in there, we hand pull that at the end of the day, and uh, it's pretty straightforward. That, uh, that's pretty much it, cut and dry. Well, I got to believe we've got some people brushing their teeth, combing their hair, and getting ready to fuel up their car, drive to Flagstaff, and get a little Satchmo's barbecue for today. Why don't you tell them real quick how they find Satchmo's? Absolutely. We are over on the east side of town. Um, so we always like to say we are on the locals' side of town. We are on uh, 2320 North 4th Street, and we can be reached at 928-774-7292. That's 928-774-7292. And uh, you'll find us. We're, we're at uh, conveniently located at the end of an old little strip mall, and uh, we got lucky enough to get the last spot. And as you said, we've got a great little patio, which uh, – Wonderful weather in Flagstaff, little little less snow than we like, but uh, hey, the patio's open, so you can come out, bundle up. We I went I was out there working last night, and a couple was sitting out there uh, with a blanket. They had their dogs out on the patio, and, and I said, "Are you all right?" And they said, "We're having the time of our life." So <laughs> fantastic. All right, well, congratulations on all your success, and uh, really appreciate the food, the preparation, and the, the heart that goes into it. Folks, if you're in and about Flagstaff area, Jennifer and I were staying on the far west side of town, so we crossed all the way across town two nights in a row just to grab Jennifer's Barbecue at Satchmo's. And they've got other things on the menu as well. You'll enjoy it. And uh, they've got jambalaya. They've got a catfish filet. Uh, cast iron cornbread, they've got soups, gumbo, chili, they've got uh, grilled cheese for the kids, and some bread puddings. And so. if I understand right, next week our staycation winner's traveling to Flagstaff. Got a couple tickets. Jay Did I him. hear he's mm -hmm. going to set him up with a little bit, little Jay supper? Jamie's going to set him up with two. So our winner for the Arizona staycation for December drawing is going to Flagstaff next weekend. They will be treated to free passes to the Lowell Observatory. They've been given a $250 gift card at Babbitt's Outdoor Hiking Shack. They're going to be given dinner at Satchmo's. They'll be staying at Little America. They'll be driving a sand, brand new Sanderson Ford with a full tank of gas. So that's and what you get. Park passes. And that's what I was going to get to. Yeah. And State Park Pass. And we've got Executive Director of Arizona State Parks and Trails, Sue Black, here talking about maybe some of the parks they could go see while they're in Flagstaff. Absolutely. And we're I love that guy. Yeah. I, I can't know. wait to go out there and go. And his attention to detail. <laughs> Celebrating Flagstaff in Coconino County here this morning at Rosie on the House. That's the location that our December's Arizona Staycation winners will be going next weekend. So we wanted to kind of highlight all the different things that you can do in that part of the state. We had a great interview last week with Kevin from Lowell Observatory. Historian. And, and he, he's the official historian. He gave us free family passes to that. We've got free passes to Arizona State Parks, so we had to call Executive Director Ms. Sue Black in. Thanks, Thanks for coming for, in this morning. Thanks for having me. 
So if we put you up for free at Little America and give you the Ford vehicle of your choice for three or four days, what state parks do you go see in that area? Uh, well, first of all, it's your 30th anniversary. And you guys <laughs> gave me this calendar, and I just absolutely love it. So congratulations well, on that. But your staycation? What a prize. If anybody listened to that list, I'm like, I want to win that thing. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> like, and that's the last guy with the with the um, a restaurant. That I got to go there. Oh, you do. Like I you said, do. it's attention to detail and 530 in the morning, getting up and the 40 different kinds of wood. But <laughs> anyways, the, the places that uh, out of the Arizona State Parks would be Reardon Mansion. If you've never been there, it's a great tour. So historic, as you were talking about. And it's, it's just beautiful nestled right in the middle of the city. It's pretty cool. It is right next to the NAU campus. It's right smack dab in the middle of town. It's extremely easy to find. And the tour is fantastic. And it's two families building two homes joined in the middle by a big living room. And uh, some of the innovations they had, some of the construction innovations they had, for solar heat gain, for hot water, the boiling system they put in the house. They were very, they were way ahead of their time. Well, and just with your show, I'm like, boy, that just dovetails so nicely. And we just put on the new roof and the new deck and uh, the fire suppression system and all that. But one of my favorite things about uh, Reardon Mansion is the swing that's in front of the fireplace. Have you seen that? It's this swing that um, it, from the from the ceiling, and it's, it looks like it should be outdoors, right? <laughs> and then it turns around. So when you want to stare at the fireplace, you unhook it and you put it this way, and then you turn it around, and then you look out the window the other way. I'm like, they did that way back when. I'm like, why don't we do that? Yeah. You know, it's a great I'm, idea. Yeah, it's really cool. So you got to go see it if you're up there. And one of the things we're trying to do um, this upcoming season and working with the Historic Society up there is to really look at the grounds, you know, because Everybody goes to see the mansion, but when you look at the pine trees and the beauty of the park itself is to really start to bring more activities to that as well. Well, it is a great little park, and and uh, last time we were up broadcasting from the Flagstaff Home Show, we actually went and broadcast in the, in the gift shop of right. Reardon Mansion. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, uh, we had, I, I'm sorry, but I do not remember the docent curator's name that we interviewed, but she was really, really good. Yeah, they really know their stuff up there talking about historians. So if you're in Flagstaff, you just should swing in and go take a tour. It's a wonderful way to spend an afternoon. Okay, Reardon, that'd be your first state park stop. Well, just because it's the closest and you're already in Flagstaff. So then I'd drive out and have lunch at the uh, restaurant. At, Satchmo's, at okay. Satchmo's. All right. And then I'd, <laughs> then I'd head uh, east on 40 and head out to uh, Hamalavi. Okay. Hamalavi State Park. All right. And I have a hard time pronouncing it, but it is on the windswept plains just across the highway from Winslow. Mm-hmm. And when Jennifer and I found it, I think we were the only ones there that day. And yeah, you can. We took a little tour. And you can. It's it's large, so mm-hmm. you can get in your car, and they have little headsets. You can stop at each place, and but it was really just awe-inspiring thinking about people living there, and so many people. And Rosie hadn't stopped talking about it since. It, it's, it's pretty a, amazing. It's a pueblo of twelve hundred rooms. Right. Uh, occupied three separate occasions as recently as the fourteen hundreds. I could just imagine raising my kids on that beautiful plateau 
overlooking the Colorado River. Yeah, with the views and oh, everything. So man. people should really get to know this property and, and to swing by and go see it. But, you know, we have camping and hiking and then, again, all the interpretive of the history that was there. It's a real gem in the, in the park system that's kind of unknown. And some of the ranchers of the area, Jim Ohako, who we met a couple years ago at the awards banquet for Wildlife for Tomorrow, had to cede some of his property and improvements in the property to the state to allow this park to be created. What a great collaboration of, of everyone focusing on this site needs to be saved. Well, and protected. Preserved. When you looked at what was happening to it, and we don't need to get into that, but it's protected now, and that that's the good news. And even oh. like we were talking earlier, changing the name, you know, that we got rid of the word ruins um, and because it's a living, you know, it, it, we're still here. It's it's not what the negativity of what the word ruins means was important to the Hopi. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. And, and yeah. do you remember what I said when I walked up to the visitor center? It's one of the one of the prettiest buildings, and then I then I then I find out my friend Eddie Jones designed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, it, of course you'd look at all the buildings and the structure oh, and all of that. Yeah, of course you would. He did a great job. It, that is a great visitor center, and I still can't pronounce it. Hamalavi. 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 Okay, now can you pronounce the name of the trails? Oh, <laughs> boy. Okay, no wait. Okay, listeners, here's the here's the spelling of one of the trails. N-U-S-U-N-G-V-O. N-U-S-U-N-G-V-O. Nusungvo? Nusungvo. Nusungvo. I always get the accents wrong. I can tell you it means place of rest in the Hopi language. And I can see that. Me too. But the story, as I remember, is these were Hopi moving out from First and Second Mesa, establishing a community on the Little Colorado, but on three separate occasions, they would move back to Second Mesa up at Oribe and, 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 and what's still on the reservation. That's all absolutely gorgeous country as well. Boy, you were really listening. Oh. You just absorbed it, huh? Well, I, he was living it. He yeah, was, that's what I'm getting. And, I, <laughs> and I, for the listeners, I hope that they go up and experience the same thing. It, yeah, it's our, it's our history. It is a fabulous park. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and I will tell you last night, in prep for today, I went on the website, Arizona AZ State Parks, and was just playing around with booking uh, a campsite. Y'all have made this so incredibly easy. I appreciate you saying that because my team, we worked really hard on it because, you know, everything's on your, you know, devices at mm-hmm. this point. So that's what we're really trying to do is to give that uh, information, experience, um you know, that it's all right there for you. So I would tell people just really get used to that website. If you're looking for things to do, and especially with our special events and things that are happening, there's so many cool stuff, you know, that a lot of people just stay around what they're used to. It's like, you know, venture out and go try something. So with this weekend, it's uh, free for uh, Martin Luther King Day. All, oh, all that's three, right. Yeah, all three days. So uh, the governor announced it, and it's in celebration of the gold medal. Congratulations uh, yeah, again thanks, for that. Thanks, well, why, don't you, why don't you highlight what that exactly was? Well, when I first took the position of uh, uh, having uh, conversations with the governor, he wants you know the best for Arizonans and for our visitors, and so we set a goal to be um, the best in the country out of the other uh, 49 states, and... 
uh, two and a half years later, we were awarded the gold medal for best managed park system in the country. So we're That's celebrating. Awesome. Yeah, for everybody. You know, had, had to go to New Orleans and get the trophy. Yeah, had to do uh, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll be presenting it to the governor and to the legislature um, within the next month. So we're pretty excited about that. But back to that, it's free uh, day use. So if you want to go to Hamalavi. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, or this Monday being Martin Luther King Day, it's free. So I think that everybody should get on the website, go take a day trip, and uh, see what's yours. So all the parks are open on Monday? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking how easy it is to book. You click on to the actual, you just get to azstateparks.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom, and all the state parks are listed. You just click on the park you're interested in, and it gives you the opportunity to book a campsite, an RV site. You've got full pull-through RV sites with all the amenities. Yeah, and now we're adding cabins. So um, right now we're in the process, and you'd love the development of this. We're you know watching them uh, go in, but Cabco cabins are made right here in Arizona. So the first park they're going to be out at uh, Lost Dutchman, and they're going to have— Oh, that's a great park. Yeah, and we put— um, porches on each end so whether you want to be in the sun or not in the sun or watch the sunrise sunset what have you they're going to be amazing so if you don't have an rv and you don't want a tent you know um you have this hard-sided you know cabin that you can uh, kind of get acquainted with uh with the whole camping um experience so real excited about that so like i said just get to know the website and see what's out there and next weekend we've got the balloon fest out in lake havasu that's going to be beautiful to see that, lots of balloons that's that's yeah, awesome. lots of them she asked me how many balloons i'm like <laughs> lots. No, a, a lot, lot. a lot <laughs> well we're jumping around the state with executive director of the arizona state parks and trail system miss sue black and we're kind of camped at Hamalavi right now. Oh, yeah. Y'all got some great events coming up. You, you've got an event for the Lunar Eclipse. It's going to be January 31st. And you've got a star party in the evening of February 3rd. That is a fabulous place to see the sky. So far away from the lights. Totally. And that's when you go up there and you take your family or your sweetheart or whatever, but you go up there. That's one of those experiences that you'll never forget. Mm -hmm. You know, it may take a little energy to get out there in the, you know, in the, you know, those hours. But I'll tell you, it's going to be worth it. it is. You know, we do them all over the state. So with all of the different um, events that, that we have, do you get? Go do one. I, I would really highly encourage everyone to go uh, see the night sky. So we've got you in Flagstaff as winter is one of our staycation. You've taken us to Reardon. You've taken us to Homolavi. Well, I almost did it. I almost did. And, yeah. and where are you going to take us now in the state parks, in and around Flagstaff? Well, and if Coconino you're around County? Flagstaff, you know, one of the best drives is 89A. And I know it gets very crowded, whatever. But to drive from Flagstaff down 89A to Slide Rock State Park, mm -hmm. that, that's really something. You know, if you have visitors in. And do it on those off days don't do it on saturday you know um and uh the, and that's know, pretty all year round you can do fall and if you're not yeah. if you don't have to get in the water right the right beautiful fall colors yeah. and even winter time is gorgeous well up and there. what i really want to do is to extend some of the trail system out of the south side of the park so that all of the other trailheads that are overcrowded now that slide rock because people go there in the <laughs> summer. Mm -hmm. So on the off season that you can actually still utilize our parking lot and then nice. access, access some of those trails. Great. That mm -hmm. would be awesome. Yeah. So we're celebrating uh, MLK right. weekend. Mm -hmm. Governor Ducey has allowed y'all to close the cash registers and let everybody in <laughs> free for day use. For day use. For yeah. the three days. Yeah. 
Uh, and what you're you look like you're getting ready to go on a hike. What are you up well, to? Well, it's funny, you guys have had me on, and then I dressed up the first couple times that I came here. Pinchy knew, Pinchy knew better. It's radio, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't care what you're wearing. So, I'm going hiking, so I thought I might as well just get dressed in this and then take off from here. But, um, I'm not exactly sure where I want to go hiking today because you know, I know the trails um, for the state park system, but there's so much more that Arizona State Parks and Trails does. Is we have this grant program. Um, so we give uh, money to local communities through some uh, recreational trails program. You got motorized trails, non-motorized trails, and you guys don't need to know all the details of that. But I went to the grand opening of a trail um, that we uh, funded through a grant, um, about eighty thousand dollars down in um, Buckeye, and we had the ribbon cutting with the mayor and the community services director and the parks director and. Boy, there was a lot of people there, but it's a totally accessible trail. So there were all these kids there, and there were people that um, had a disability of one kind or the other. But seeing these kids in these wheelchairs go out into – one of the moms said to me, he's never been in the desert. Oh, oh my God, I got goosebumps. Oh. And so he's riding along just mesmer – you know, and again, I'm, getting, I'm still getting goosebumps. But the other thing that we did is we released um, some hawks. So we, list, we released three Harris Hawks and then the Red Tail Hawk, which is the name of the trail. And I'll tell you, when those, I've got it on my phone. We videotaped it. And so I want to take it back to the um, office and then have my guys, you know, Gecko, we call it Gecko Fiat, and show everybody. So, again, if you get to know our website, then you can see some of those events that you weren't at. But I'll tell you, when they let those hawks go and those kids, it's one of the best days. Magical, I, 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 huh? It really was. Oh, that's awesome. And so I want to go back down there today and go hike that trail and just take some of the longer trails, too. Sue Black, Executive Director of Arizona State. State Parks and Trails, the award-winning <laughs> Arizona State Parks and Trails. Thank you so much for coming in today. Absolutely. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, and everybody enjoy the three-day weekend. And again, if you're looking for something to do, get on the website and go visit your state parks. little toe-tapping Saturday morning music for you at Rosie on the House. Well, if we haven't got you in the mood to fill up your car and head to Flagstaff, I don't know what else we got to do to make that happen. To eat, to hike, to explore, and eat again. I, and eat again, yeah. I think we better get everybody focused on our staycation if you want a similar type experience to Sedona we will be drawing the winner Tuesday morning at the office mm -hmm. okay all of 2018 we've done it we're doing a little different than we've done in the past where we would let the winner pick where they're going well sometimes they couldn't decide or by the time they picked it was too close to the date. We couldn't make any kind of arrangements for them. And it was very clumsy. Well, we've selected the entire year. And you can see which, what that is in our home maintenance calendar on the bottom right-hand corner each month that talks about where the staycation winner is going the next month. Well, the cutoff date for that is the 15th. So, And, and the, the staycation travel date is always the third weekend of the following month. So that gives the person five weeks to determine 
and make arrangements and put everything, all the details together. So February staycation is traveling to Sedona and the cutoff date for that staycation is January 15th. So midnight this on Monday. And that gives us time to get together some real goodies. We've we've really loaded uh, the Flagstaff winter this coming week. They're going. They have passes to Lowell Observatory. They have passes to go uh, eat at Satchmo's. They have Arizona State Park passes. A gift card to gift Babbitt, card. so you can mm-hmm. stop there if they're going to go hiking. Babbitt's backcountry. That is a great outdoor hiking, biking, if they're gonna, mountain climbing. I was going to say go skiing. Yes, no it's yet. open. It's open. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. I got a picture from Calvin at sunrise yesterday. Was he skiing? <laughs> yes. He took a day off. Well, this <laughs> Babbitts is on 12 East Aspen Avenue, right in the heart of town. Right and they're known town. for honest advice and timely suggestions. So they'll be able to tell you, hey, you know, is skiing a good idea for you this weekend? Or here's some good hikes open. And bike, uh, the shop is trails. beautiful. It yeah. is. It is. It's a fabulous little spot. You get up in the Flagstaff, Coconino County area, and you're trying to get prepped up for a hike or camp and you forgot something back home, they've got it for you right there at Babbitt's. And our winner will be staying at the Little America. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. They've done some nice renovating there. It's on a big property, 500 Ponderosa Pines. And they have a nice Silver Pine restaurant, 240 rooms. It's a really nice place to stay. And then they also will have in their car a um, basket from Cactus Candy which is now under, um, when you go on the website, Emilio Enterprises. So there's all kinds of Arizona food goodies, but the cactus candy is kind of what they're known for. It's all prickly pear candies and jellies and And, of course, they'll be driving a Sanderson Ford vehicle of their choice. Of their choice. Can't beat it. And meet all the nice people out at Sanderson. So the staycation idea was actually birthed in the very depth of the Great Recession. And it was with a lunch meeting I had with Kimber Lanning. And she says, you know, we've got to find ways to have people spend money locally. And so then uh, about a week later, I was having lunch with the folks at Sanderson Ford. And I said, hey, would you be interested in like doing like an Arizona staycation thing? Convince people to start staying in Arizona with their vacation dollars as opposed to leaving Arizona? Well, let me think about it. Came back, yeah, we'd love to do that. So they've been partners now for eight or nine years and uh, it, it's one of the most fun things we do. And the feedback well, we get from I was going to say, the that's winners. the fun part is the testimonials when people write in and tell us that they wouldn't have gone out and they haven't gone on a vacation in a while or couldn't afford to go on a vacation. And just and they were just thankful to get out. We get in a rut. You know, we forget to get out and enjoy life. So. Enjoy the great state of Arizona. So you need to register this weekend. The deadline is Monday midnight to win the Sedona Staycation which is available for the third weekend in February. We're going to package it up the same way we did this one. And if you don't want to go to Sedona, well, then don't enter. <laughs> Just wait till the 16th, and you can enter uh, for Sierra Vista will be March. That's a cool one. April will be Snowflake. May will be Greer. June will be Williams. July will be Heber. August will be Winslow. September, Jerome. October Bisbee, November, you'll be entering to for December's Prescott, and that's the only exception where it's not on the third week. That one's on the first weekend oh, around the tree lighting, tree lighting and the oh, courthouse awesome. lighting. We'll be the broadcasting parade. there live. Awesome. Stay tuned, y'all. We've got John Eisenhower, certified tree arborist, in for the 8 o'clock hour to talk anything and everything having to do with trees.